You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News. I'm Ben Reno. This is what's making news this hour. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought supply shortages and cost increases across the province. One thing that is going up in price again is natural gas. Already, many providers of natural gas have raised their prices. British Columbia's largest natural gas distributor, Fortis BC Energy Inc., warned in September that customers can expect to pay an additional $8 per month on gas. Ontario's Enbridge Gas said that the typical homeowner will see an increase of $7 to $44 on their bill depending on where they live. But increases on utility bills isn't the only issue, as low-income Canadians will be hit the hardest. For Canadians in the bottom 20% of the income distribution, they will see higher shelter costs, which is about a third of their total annual spending. To compare, families in the top 20% only spend about a fifth of their annual income on rent, mortgage, and utilities. And for manufacturers that rely on natural gas, the energy price increase could be the last straw after months of struggling with supply chain headaches. In sports, Red Bull and Honda have revealed collaboration plans for Formula One after Red Bull's engine supplier withdrawals at the end of the year. Honda is leaving Formula One as an engine supplier, but will continue to work with Red Bull on some projects. Honda quit F1 to focus on achieving carbon neutrality throughout the company, but agreed to continue developing their F1 power unit for Red Bull in 2022, which will be done by a newly formed company, Red Bull Powertrains. Honda will continue to assist building the power unit in 2022 and provide trackside and race operations support from Japan throughout the campaign. Riot Radio Weather Today we're going to hit a high of 21 degrees with overcast skies, but the sun will be coming out later this afternoon. We'll see some cloud coverage coming back in the evening, and the temperature will drop to 15 degrees overnight with some fog. Tomorrow, sunrise is around 7.20 a.m., and it will be cloudy with a high of 19 degrees in the afternoon. The clouds will clear up a bit in the evening, and it will be 16 degrees overnight. It's currently 20 degrees. For Rye Radio News, I'm Ben Reno. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Welcome to Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Ben Reno, and this is where I talk about news, controversy, and more within popular and -and up-and-coming games, each week featuring a free-to-play game segment. On today's show for DC Focus, I'll be talking about the concern Durham student-athletes and their parents have about whether they will be able to participate in sports this fall season. After that, I'll be sharing my thoughts on Amazon Game Studios' new MMORPG New World, and I'll give you a quick top three free-to-play games you should try. That's all coming up today on Free Play on Riot Radio. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. This week on DC Focus, I wanted to share with you some concerns Durham student-athletes and their parents have over the fall sporting season. Durham students and parents say there is a lack of clarity on the 2021 and 22 sports seasons and are wondering why certain school boards won't allow provincial competitions for the students to compete in. Laura McDonald, a parent of two sons who both participate in several school sports with the Durham District School Board, says there are vague statements saying sports will happen, but not really any details. Laura said she had made several calls to her son's schools, but still isn't sure about which which sports are happening and if teams are playing in regional or provincial competitions. 
OFSSA is the provincial championship event hosted by the Ontario Federation of School Athletic Associations and Andrea Cannon, the parent of a student on the Pickering High School varsity field hockey team, has also been searching for answers on if her child's team will be competing at the OFSSA championship. The DDSB has stated that they are not sending anyone to any secondary provincial championships this fall. Extracurriculars can continue back to normal though, including inter-school outdoor sports according to the DDSB, while indoor fall sports can resume if students are masked. The Pickering High School field hockey team won the OFSSA championship in 2019, and it would be a shame if they couldn't defend their title, which Andrea states is really important to them. Sports are a huge part of many high school students' life, so my fingers are crossed that they'll be able to compete this season. And that's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Welcome back to Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Ben Reno. First up, I'm going to share my thoughts on Amazon Game Studios' new MMORPG New World with you. Let's get right into it. New World released on September 28th, and when you can get in, it plays well. What I mean by that is the server capacity is so limited that some popular servers have queues of up to 12 hours during peak times. New World is an MMORPG which stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. The game is definitely massive as it passed 900,000 peak concurrent players recently, but there can only be 2,000 players on each server at once, leading to the long queue times for some. You can always join a low population server if you don't mind the world being pretty empty. That's what I did and my queue times are no longer than half an hour. When you do get in, it's a really fun experience. There's a plethora of things to do for any type of player. There's exploration, harvesting, fishing, and of course dungeons and player versus player combat. You can sell what you gather on the player controlled market or refine them and craft various weapons, armors, and potions. Similar to guilds and guild wars, players can start companies and recruit other players to join, except in New World, companies have more involvement in shaping the world. Companies can own towns and forts in each territory and govern tax rates in those towns. You can join one of three factions early in the game and if you are part of the same faction that controls a territory, you have benefits in those territories. Stuff like lower trading fees, increased experience gained, and faster harvesting speed. The combat is also very fun and more involved than other MMO games. You actually have to aim your attacks and time your blocks instead of just clicking your target and letting your character's skills do the rest. There's no class system, so you can use and wear whatever you want. I like this because you don't have to start a new character every time you want to try something new. Overall, once you get past your queue to get into the game, it's a fun time. My only complaint is that the quests are basically copy and pasted over and over again throughout the game. Go here and loot 8 chests, go there and eliminate 8 monsters, there's not much to them. But this part of the game was added in a year and a half, so with that considered, what we have is impressive. Player vs player is the focus of this game, so we probably won't see many changes to the player vs environment features as frequently. I give the game a solid 7 out of 10, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Don't go anywhere because coming up next, I'm going to give you my top 3 free to play games and why you should try them, right here on Free Play on Riot Radio. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. 
Welcome back to Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Ben Reno, and here are my top three free-to-play games and why you should try them. First up, we have Aim Lab developed by StateSpace. Aim Lab is probably not what you think of when I say video games because it is an aim trainer. I know I'm not the only one who chokes under the pressure and intensity of some moments in FPS games, and that's where Aim Lab comes in to help. Aim Lab comes packed with several scenarios for you to practice your reaction time, tracking, and more. AimLab will provide feedback after each session to let you know what you do well and what you should work on improving. It's free coaching and stress-free practice. AimLab also features custom training tools like designing your own routine based on what you need to improve, and you can even make your own custom blaster and change everything down to how it appears on screen and even recoil patterns. This allows you to make scenarios and tools that mimic the game you're trying to train for. I highly recommend you try AimLab, it's a small file size and will cost you nothing but a little bit of time. Next up we have Splitgate. Splitgate is an arena shooter developed by 1047 Games. Have you heard of Portal and Halo? Take those two games and merge them together and you have Splitgate. You get the futuristic art style and an arsenal heavily influenced by Bungie's Halo games paired with Portals, a mechanic derived from the Portal games made by Valve. Use portal, using Portals involves placing one on a wall that will allow it and then another somewhere else and when you walk through one portal, you come out the other one. It sounds weird at first, but with a little creativity, 1047 Games pulled it off. Small maps, usually 4 versus 4, and any wall that is green with white dots, you can put a portal on it. So instead of solving puzzles with portals, you're juking the opposing team with quick maneuvers around the play area. There are over 15 modes to choose from, from a casual play to competitive, and a good customization option for your character. Give it a go, you can download it on Steam. Lastly, we have Paladins, a game developed by Evil Mojo Games. Paladins is a multiplayer hero shooter. I played it back when it was in its open beta phase and the core gameplay loop hasn't changed that much, which isn't a bad thing. Paladins has over 50 heroes to choose from now, each with their own unique abilities and playstyle. One thing that Paladins does differently than other hero shooters is their deck building feature. Each character can be customized to suit different playstyles. For example, one of the heroes, Victor, is a raw damage dealer and will feel familiar to FPS players, but you can change what he's good at. Do you want to focus on his primary weapon and boost its function and stats? There are cards for that. Do you want to focus on slinging grenades around the map? There are definitely cards for that too. If you find that a character's base abilities and stats just aren't useful to the way that you want to play, mess around with different combinations of cards and you might be able to find something that works for you. I hope you try and enjoy one of the games that I mentioned today. You can't go wrong with free. Thank you for tuning in to Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm Ben Reno, and I'll see you online. This is Riot Radio News. I'm Ethan Nett. This is what's making news this hour. Ontario is reporting about 500 new coronavirus cases with 14 new deaths today, with yesterday reporting in at 429 cases. Ontario is still doing well, keeping the cases down, but with Thanksgiving coming up, who knows what will happen. Ontario announces to add funds to hire around 4,000 long-term care workers this year. This plan is being made so long-term care residents can get at least four hours of care each day by the year 2025. The province is saying the money announced today will allow direct care of three hours per day for residents by March 2022. Our last story here for the news is about an orange lobster found in a grocery store tank. The lobster being orange means it is very rare. This lobster was found in a grocery store in Whitby, Ontario, and was given to Ripley's Aquarium to live out his days. In sports, 
but the Blue Jays were eliminated from this year's playoffs after being beaten by the Baltimore Orioles 12-4. The last time the Blue Jays made the playoffs was in 2016, making it their fourth year in a row not making the playoffs. More in sports, Tom Brady on his podcast, hosted with Jim Gray, announced his favorite team to beat after winning against his formal team the other night. Brady said his favorite team to beat is definitely the Giants because they have beaten him two times in the Super Bowl, which clearly eats away at him. Riot Radio weather. Today it's looking very cloudy with a high of 18 degrees and dropping to 16 degrees tonight. Friday will have a high of 18 degrees and a low of 16 degrees while having some showers throughout the day. It's currently 16 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Ethan Annette. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Welcome to Film Roll. I'm your host, Ethan Annette. On today's show, I'll be reviewing the new Venom movie I just saw last night and talk about upcoming blockbusters you should have your eyes on. We're on that in a moment this week on DC Focus. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. Durham College is hosting an Indigenous Learning Circle on October 13th from 2pm to 3pm. Their circle is uh, for everyone to join in on and learn more about the history of the Indigenous people of our land and uh, just learn about all the things they've done, all the tragedies that have happened, you know, and just expand your knowledge on who really uh, had this land before us. Everyone is welcome to join in and ask questions and feel safe in this environment. Again, this event is taking place October 13th at 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Another event happening this day is a Build Your Own Distress Kit Workshop, where you can head on in and work on simple but very helpful tactics on maintaining stress and anxiety levels for disorders, addictions, anger problems, and impulsive behaviors. These are considered the survival tactics for a distress crisis. If you or any family members or friends suffer from any illnesses causing these kind of episodes, we encourage you to visit this workshop taking place October 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio. Stay tuned, I'm going to give my review on the new movie Venom Let There Be Carnage coming right up. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. So, uh, this new Venom film was interesting. Wasn't too much to the story, but uh, it was still very entertaining to say the least. I thought the acting was very good, producing, everything. It's just, 
it wasn't very long. It was about an hour and 24 minutes, but it was fun. But after the post credit scenes, it just felt like a giant advertisement. I'm not here to spoil anything. Um, if you watch it yourself, you will feel the same, though. I would still recommend it for any Marvel fan, as uh, it does lead to kind of uh, an upcoming Marvel movie. So I would recommend watching it. It is still fun, as I said. But, um... Yeah, it's just it's just good fun. It's nothing to take serious like the other like Avengers movies that come before it or uh, yeah, a lot of the Marvel movies that are coming out right now is just a lot of filler. I guess I could say the least. But uh, speaking about upcoming Marvel movies, I'd like to talk a little about them. The first Marvel movie coming up soon that caught my eye was a movie called Morbius. Now I saw this. Actually, as a preview last night when I went to see Venom, and I was like, this movie doesn't look very good. And then I realized what it was. Or, I guess my buddy told me what it was. But, uh, I saw it, and it's actually a film for Michael Morbius. Morbius is a vampire-type anti-hero, I guess. And, uh, in the Marvel comics. This film is really exciting to me, as I enjoy the darker type of movies. And, uh... Yeah, I think it'll be really good. I'm hoping all these new movies they're coming out with really lead to more type of Avengers movies, like big, big fights, and uh, yeah. Another movie I'm looking forward to coming up is obviously Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie is uh, particularly looking good for me as it is rumored to have all three Spider-Man actors in it, including Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. The original Spider-Mans. And uh, having all the original villains from those films as well. So this movie will be huge. As a fan of Tobey Maguire, I used to watch his Spider-Man films as a kid all the time. So I'm really excited to see that. But uh, yeah, these movies are coming out. I think uh, No Way Home's coming out in December. So that's a little bit away still. But uh Morbius isn't coming out for, I think, another year, so that's a shame. But anyone wants to go see Venom, I would, I would encourage it. But uh, thanks for listening. See you next week on Film Roll on Riot Radio. You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News. Hi, I'm Garrett Werner, and this is your news for today. The Canadian government and Trudeau have announced that any core federal public servants will have to have received their COVID-19 vaccine by October 29th, or they will be forced to be put on leave without pay by November 15th. This all comes as of Wednesday, and the 267,000 people who are part of this new policy, whether or not they work remotely or in an office, it does not matter. As Trudeau feels, if you have got the vaccine, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. And Trudeau has spoken out about his regret of going on mini-vacation on the nation's first Truth and Reconciliation Day. Trudeau and his family took a trip to Tofino, British Columbia, and indigenous leaders criticized him for this decision as he promised to make a new federal holiday a priority. 
Now in sports. The Toronto Raptors took back to the court this Monday at home for the first time in 19 months for their first preseason game. It ended up 123-107 to for the Raptors against Philadelphia. OG Ananobi led the scoring, putting up 21 in 25 minutes, and the two new boys, Scotty Barnes and Justin Champagny, showed out in a great first game for each of them. The Raptors will take on the 76ers once again this evening at 7 in Philadelphia. And bringing it over to where you find out what you are going to need to wear today with the weather. It seems it's going to be a cloudy one with a high of 19 throughout the day until the evening when it drops to 17 and an overnight low of 15. For Friday it looks like a similar story being a cloudy with a high of 19 and a low of 14. This weekend looks like it's going to rain and there's going to be a 70% chance on Saturday and a 50% chance on Sunday. It is currently 18 and for Riot Radio News, I'm Garrett Werner. Hello and welcome to Good Mornings with Garrett. In this segment, we will be going over all the things that happened in the past weekend of soccer, whether it be Premier League, Champions League, or even random little things that happen in Sunday League. But if you're also interested in video games, we'll be talking about FIFA. So make sure you stay tuned to hear more. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. Have you ever thought about talking to animals and how cool it would be? Well, as humans, we love animals and don't fully understand them. We are trying to figure out better and easier ways to communicate with them. So the Toronto Zoo and the Toronto Symphony are coming together to perform a concert inspired by sounds of animals. The orchestra will be performing live at the zoo and also doing a recording of their performance, which they will be sending their video to schools all over Durham and other regions. The reason they are doing this is so that students can connect with nature in a unique way. This is a way of trying to help save nature by getting lots of people to connect with it and hopefully turn things around and not ruin its beauty. Nothing like this has ever been done before, but why it started off as a possibility was one of the songs from the orchestra was based off of the noise that giraffes make in the zoo. The bassists, Tim Dawson and Paul Rogers, said that these noises were from low humming noises that the giraffes make, which this part of the song was written by Rogers' son. The performance called The Zoophony will be released November 22nd. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. Welcome back to Good Mornings with Garrett, where we are going to be covering some Premier League and some video games. So, let's get right into things. This weekend, the Premier League started off with Manchester United versus Everton, and this game ended up 1-1, with Andros Townsend pulling off one of the cheekiest celebrations we've possibly ever seen. This is technically an upset. And Man United should be thrashing them as they were home in the, one of the most famous stadiums in the world, Old Trafford. But Andros Townsend did Cristiano Ronaldo's own celebration in his own stadium, which things got a little bit chippy. But in the end, Townsend did end up getting his jersey after being denied at halftime. Then 
The next game on the day was Chelsea versus Southampton. This was a very, very intense game. Chelsea started off really, really strong. They got one early and the game continued on, but Southampton ended up leveling it up with a penalty. After that, a very, very rash challenge by James Ward-Prowse ended up getting him sent off. From then on, Chelsea kept the pressure on, kept the heat on, scored two more. The game ended up being 3-1. After that, Wolves took on Newcastle, and that ended up 2-1. A fantastic performance by Hwang Hee Chang, the South Korean. And then, the game after that, Burnley vs Norwich. Second last versus last place. How bad can that game possibly be? It ended up being 0-0. Who on earth would like to watch that? I don't even think their own fans would have liked to watch that. It was an outcome that, let's be honest, a lot of us expected. But hey, they could have given us at least something. And then, now we have Leeds United and Watford. Leeds ended up winning 1-0 with their centre-back, Llorente, getting on the score sheet for the first time. That game didn't have anything other than that really interesting going on, but... Yeah, on to the noon kickoff of Brighton and Arsenal. That game, Arsenal has been catching a little bit of form, and Brighton have started off the season very, very great. So this game, honestly, it could have gone either way. So I think this is a fair outcome for both teams. Both teams should be okay with that and move on to the next one. But now we have Tottenham Hotspur versus Aston Villa. Tottenham have been in a sticky situation for a while now. Harry Kane wants to leave. Their, ca their star player, their striker, the guy who scores all the goals for them. So they did finally get a win after a few games of you know, shocking performances. They did win 2-1. Aston Villa were a bit poor that game. And yeah, now we move on to the newly promoted boys, Brenton. Brentford. Brentford played West Ham and beat them 2-1. West Ham have started off this season in fantastic form as well. But Brentford have still are yet to lose a game. And that is brilliant by the boys who just got promoted. They ended up scoring a very, very late goal in the 90th minute. And they secured the win 2-1 away at West Ham. Now, another one was Crystal Palace versus Leicester City. Leicester City after having a fantastic season last year, and now are in Europe, I think it's making them struggle a little bit, as some of their players look tired. Leicester were up 2-0, and it looked like a comfortable game, until Crystal Palace decided to turn things around in the second half. That game ended up 2-2. And now, for the game of the season, possibly, this game was absolutely fantastic, minus the first half. Liverpool versus Manchester City. The first half was so, so boring but then in the second half we were given a fantastic showing by Mohamed Salah and Phil Foden from the opposite teams Mo Salah got one and Phil Foden got one but the game ended up 2-2 it was a very intense battle right until the end but now please stick around for some FIFA talk you're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. EA Sports. Wow. These games every single year. People like to say they're the same. I don't think they're the same, I'll tell you that much. But every single year, you know one thing. The game at the very beginning is going to be horrible. This game for the first week or two is absolutely dreadful every single time. 
for some reason, EA Sports has decided to take out a beta. There's no demo, there's so nobody can give feedback. Just their content creators, who are obviously just going to say good things about the game, of course, while they're getting paid to do it, so why would they not? But hey, obviously I'm going to buy it every single year, because there's no other games that can compete with it. I mean, its competitor, Pez, now has one of the worst rated games of all time. I mean, who else are they going to compete with? Like, there's literally nobody else there. So, what EA decided to do is drop no demo now. They used to all the time, but they kind of let everybody play the first week and a half, and then they drop their first real big update. And this update changes the entire game. So you could have a certain play style. Hey, maybe it's working. You're winning every game. But then, whoa, this big update comes out and everything seems to be changed. So, I mean, everybody has to adapt. I understand that. But EA really, really need to fix their stuff here. And I don't think that next year they should do that. I think they should drop a beta or maybe play the first week without any real competition. Maybe don't put online in right away. Let everybody get a feel for the game so it's even. And yeah, another key thing about this year is how pay to win it is. If you have lots of money and you have a really, really good team, you're going to win games. It's as simple as that. Fair play to them. They have made it a little bit easier to get coins this year. But again, if you're just spending thousands of dollars on this game, you're going to be one of the best. It's as simple as that. The better players are good and it's it's sort of upsetting. It's annoying. But hey, what can you do? I know I'm going to play it every year. I know I'm not going to like it at the beginning. But then eventually, I'll, I'll, I'll just think of it in a, in a bright way. I get to play FIFA. I get to play soccer games. I'm okay. But I don't know much about the other EA games. But I hope they're not like this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope to see you next week. This was Good Mornings with Garrett. This is Riot Radio News. I'm Chanel Jones, and here's what's making news this hour. After making a, quote, error in judgment and allowing 15-year-old Jeremiah Perry to swim without a life jacket in a lake with a sudden drop-off into deep waters during a school trip to Algonquin Park, teacher Nicholas Mills was found not guilty. Jeremiah drowned, however, the teacher was found not guilty because he expressed the, quote, dangers of the trip before they left. Now, this story really disturbs my spirit, but I'm not going to give you my opinion. You know the story. Form your own opinion. In less upsetting news for some, Metrolinx, aka Go Transit, will not be implementing vaccine passport checkpoints because they believe it'd be too much to enforce. While proof of vaccination won't be required, passengers are encouraged to get vaccinated. In sports, the Blue Jays won every game in their series against the Baltimore Ravens, so hats off to them. And the Raptors are off to a great start with wins in their first preseason game against the Philadelphia 76ers. This is also the first game they've played in their home arena since 2020 pre-COVID. So let's just hope that they can keep it up. Their next game is Thursday, October 7th at 7 p.m. Let's go Raptors! Today is Thursday, October 7th, and for the weather this afternoon, we're looking at highs of 18. This evening, temperatures will drop to 17 and stay there, but 
there's a chance that we will see some rainfall. So if you're planning on going on any evening walks, I'd suggest bringing a sweater, a jacket, and maybe an umbrella. Right now, it's 17 degrees. For Riot Radio, I'm Shanella Jones. Welcome to We Gonna Be Alright. I'm your host, Shanella Jones, and this week we're going to be discussing JoJo's new EP, Try Not To Think About It, where she discussed her struggles with mental health. We're also going to be talking about trying to introduce habits and routines that hopefully will help us on our journeys when we aren't in the best mental health space. That's all coming up on We Gonna Be Alright, only on Riot Radio. Hi guys, welcome to We Gonna Be Alright. I'm your host, Chanella. And how has your week been? How are you guys doing? I've been having a very interesting week. I had my birthday on Monday, so yippee to me, I turned 22. And I decided to set goals for myself this year. I'm trying to set positive habits into motion because sometimes when my mental health isn't in the best space, I kind of let everything else beat down on me and all I do is work. I don't do anything else but work. It becomes very, very draining and exhausting on the body and the mind. And the last time I went into that um, that headspace and was only working, I got my vaccine and then got really, really sick because I had overworked my body, never took a break, and my body just didn't have time to allow the vaccine to do what it had to do. It kind of just made me sick. So a new goal of mine has been to be more mindful of how I'm treating myself and allow myself to enjoy being just being me and also taking care of me physically mentally and emotionally so what that means is i'm trying to introduce new habits new habits and routines that will positively affect me and my mental health so whether that's me working out i've been trying to lose weight i actually was going to the gym every day for two months not every day i went to the gym four days a week for two months and i lost 15 pounds which is really good i'm trying to lose quite a bit of weight but that first jump was a lot and i was really proud of myself when it happened because i wasn't trying to check the scales all that often i really did not want to see what i was losing i just wanted to let it happen when it happened But when I started working out, I also started eating better and I found that my mental health got better because maybe it was that I was more in tune with myself while also working out with two happy endorphins. So yeah, it was really, really a really positive experience. And it's something that I would definitely say if you're trying to get out of a bad mind state, working out is a great way to do so. But also, um, you know, I bought video games for myself for my birthday because I realized that sometimes I'll be laying in bed and I'll just be scrolling on my phone. And sometimes you don't want the, the the distraction of social media where you see everybody else doing the things that they set out to achieve and you aren't. So video games where I can play Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Craft World, and just, you know, try and eat some of the, I don't know what those things called, things with the masks eat some of those and just run around and be distracted but also be at peace with myself and the things that I'm doing so whether it's you know taking time to set out a proper skincare routine or going to sleep early or meditating or working out producing music do something that you enjoy and make it a habit try to do it every single day that way you have something to look forward to when the day comes you might have to deal with the stress of you know going to work going to school having to do all your chores, do laundry, do all these things. But just remember that you can have these things set aside for you that you enjoy. 
that will keep you grounded and will pull you back when you are on the brink of sadness. Anyways, yeah, introduce new habits and routines. Also, I said we were going to discuss JoJo's new album and we're not going to disappoint. JoJo, aka, I know it's just a little too late. I know y'all like my vocals. Don't laugh at me. She released her EP, Try Not To Think About It, and I was mesmerized. Like, it was so beautiful. She talked about her mental health and her mental health struggles. And I think that that was something that was necessary coming out of a panini because we're all locked up in the house. I think we're all left alone with our thoughts. And there were artists that put out music the way they talked about it. But I don't think we got enough of that. I really appreciate JoJo for finally being vulnerable with us. Her previous um, music that she put out. While it was beautiful and I enjoyed it, it didn't feel personal to her. And this EP really does. So we're going to be discussing three songs. World of Sunshine, Worse, also known as I Assume, and Fresh New Sheets. So starting with World of Sunshine, I'm going to read the lyrics and then we can discuss them. She says, Welcome to my world of sunshine where it's rainbows and butterflies. Today will be a good day as any to get out. Sorry. Today will be a, as good a day as any to get up out of bed, step outside, and be surprised at what you find. You deserve a day outside your head. Sometimes your head is not the best place to be, especially when you suffer from anxiety and depression. Um, for me, my anxiety tells me, look, Something bad could happen if you go for this walk or something bad could happen if you go to class. You know, people are going to look at you. They're going to judge you. They're going to be like, oh, I haven't seen this girl in a while. And so I listen to my head and I just don't log on for class. And that's not okay. You know, it's not okay to to allow your head to keep telling you that you aren't able to do something or you're going to be judged for doing something. Sometimes you have to get outside of your head and realize how beautiful the world can be if you would just allow yourself to... Um, accept it and let it in you know and I think I really appreciated Jojo this is just how she starts off her album I think it's really important to remember that the world isn't as scary as you think it is don't get me twisted there's a lot of scary stuff out here you know don't do drugs you know crack is whack Um, but if you are if you allow yourself to experience experiences that you're afraid of you might see something beautiful you might we're gonna say you will see something beautiful my anxiety is still telling me uh there's a chance you might not but we're gonna say that you will so you just have to remember to step outside of your head and allow in the world of sunshine so thank you jojo for that one the next one we're gonna be talking about is i assume where she talks about sabotaging relationships because she's afraid that her partner will leave her or hurt her but it makes it a lot more difficult for her to maintain that relationship because she's constantly pushing her partner away now that's called anxious avoidant that means you want to be in a relationship you want to care about this person you want this person to care about you but you never trust yourself enough to believe that they actually do care about you and so you just constantly push them away push them away push them away and you're always hoping that they're going to continue to fight for you but i think what we also have to remember is just because they love you and they care about you does not mean that they don't have feelings as well and if you're constantly pushing somebody away at some point they're not going to be there anymore it's hard ow that hurt that hurt my feelings but it's the truth you know you have to remember that everybody has feelings too and while your feelings are important 
as long as you're open, it's hard to be open and you have to be mindful that it's hard to be open. But as long as you're honest with your partner about the fact that you're scared and it's hard for you to be vulnerable, then that's all you can do. And if you get hurt, you get hurt. It sucks, <laughs> but you'll move on. You know, you're never going to be stuck in that same place. Anyways, the last song we're going to be talking about is Fresh New Sheets, where she talks about inviting said partner over to spend time with her, but then her social anxiety kicks in. She had a really tough day, and she just doesn't want to be around anybody anymore. She's, she's tired, she's exhausted, and she'd rather not be around those people when she's in that space because she knows she can't be 100% herself. And you don't want to have to pretend to be somebody else when you're around your loved ones. Anyways, all together, album was really, really beautiful. Definitely, we definitely would say that you should definitely listen to it. Um, it's only 30 minutes too, so it's not gonna take up much of your day. Go for a walk, listen to the songs, and tell me what you think. You know, you can tweet me. I lie, don't tweet me. You can Instagram me at underscore benediction, and I will definitely be responding to you. Um, but that's everything for me. I'm Shanella Jones. This is God, I forgot my name of my show. <laughs> I'm Janella Jones and this is We Gonna Be Alright only on Riot Radio. Have a great week, y'all. This is Riot Radio News. I'm Rona Weir. This is what's making news this hour. The daily COVID-19 count in Ontario is currently at 476 with another three deaths. Trudeau says that his Tofino vacation was indeed a mistake. OPP identified deceased in Chippewa of the Thames First Nation in a structure fire. 60-year-old Melford Fisher was found pronounced dead. The investigation is ongoing. One person was airlifted to the hospital with serious injuries after a three-vehicle crash on Highway 401 in Whitby. Expect delays going westbound all the way to Oshawa. In sports, the National League held its wildcard game last night, and outfielder Chris Taylor stepped on a hanging breaking ball to walk it off in the ninth inning. They will now go on to play the San Francisco Giants. The Leafs added to their preseason wins with a victory over Montreal. The Leafs have cut skilled forward Nikita Gusev. In football, the Seahawks will host the Rams on Thursday night football. Now with weather. Riot Radio weather today will be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 21 degrees. Later tonight, it will cool down to about 17 degrees. Tomorrow will be foggy. The temperature will feel like 15 degrees. It is currently 18. For Riot Radio News, I'm Ronan Weir. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. A little bit of Blind Lemon, or sorry, Blind Melon. I always get that wrong. A little Blind Melon to start us off. This is Big Way Podcast, brought to you by Riot Radio. We have a great one for you today. We got some Jay's talk from a heartbroken fan. We are going to be looking into the future seasons and this offseason. And I'm going to later share a story where it's a personal story and then ask the questions at the end is, who's wrong in this situation? But first, we know the deal. We're going to get into DC Focus and I'll let you know what's going on in Durham College this week. On DC Focus this week, we are calling all students and alumni of Durham College. Join the Durham College Student Association and Career Development Office for a great event focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion situations that may be encountered within the workplace. Sign up online. Also, happy World Teachers Day to all our faculty at Durham College. Thank you for everything you do to make Durham College a great place to work and learn. If you see some faculty in the hallway, say, Happy World Teachers Day. You can tell them that Ronan sent you, although if I don't know them, that would be weird, so actually don't do that. Anyway, that's DC Focus this week. I'm Ronan Weir. This is the Big Way Podcast, hosted by Riot Radio. We got more for you after this little break. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. This is Big Wave Podcast, brought to you by Riot Radio. We're here back, and we are going to be talking about the Blue Jays. Ooh, I mean, it was a very tough Sunday, I have to admit. It's funny how, right after the game, they show the Boston and Washington game, and I think it was the first pitch that they show, that, that they cut to. Raphael Devers hits a bomb, a two-run bomb, to go up in the ninth inning. It's funny because it was exactly after all Jays fans watched. So they instantaneously cut to a, a heartbroken bomb. It was actually really sad. You couldn't write it better than that. But anyway, uh, just some thoughts as a Blue Jays fan of the offseason that we need, some of the things we need to continue and to actually make the playoffs. I know that 91 wins should make the playoffs, but some things that we need to go over the top. First thing I'm going to look at is the, obviously, the bullpen. And we struggled because we started with a with a 
weak bullpen. And they cost us heavily the first half of the season. Heavily, because we didn't have any identity in our pen. We were going to guys that were unreliable too often. Um, things to change, we need to have a steady pen. We can't re rely on guys that we don't know yet. Too many rookies were having too too many shots at things, too many guys that were blowing things had too many opportunities because we didn't have anyone else really. I think that's a major thing we have to look at. I expect a trade to happen for a, an established and bullpen player. I know that right now the, the bullpen pitchers are, are uh, a hot deal in the in the MLB and it's hard to get a solid guy. Um, things I would also like, well, it's obvious a big one is the who do we sign Robbie Ray or Semyon uh, I do want them both obviously I want them both every Jays fan of the world wants them both but it's unrealistic really because I think a team is going to break the bank on one of them and I don't think we should match him if it's gonna be a massive massive contract I do love both these players I think they were exceptional players and exceptional for us this year it's unrealistic to sign them both so if I were to pick one I would say Marcus Semyon because he does play 162 games every single year it's quite remarkable and he did set a record for home runs and I wouldn't mess with that starting four at the top of the rotation not rotation sorry the order because it is dynamite and that's where you build your your team off of. I know that he helped Vladdy and Bichette because, frankly, if a pitcher is going against Springer and Semyon, they can't throw strikes in the zone. They can't throw fastballs in the zone or they're going to be eaten up. So they have to resort to off speed. And by then, when you get to Vladdy and Bichette, they're just sitting on something, something, something inside, a miss inside. And lastly, obviously, I want a starting pitcher. Someone that's reliable, I would say a three guy, because I would say that next year it's going to be Ryu, Manoa, Barrios. So actually a four guy. We need a four guy. A solid four guy. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me, I think it was a month ago or something like that, where it's a situation where tempers were flaring and I don't think I was in the wrong, but a this guy seemed to think that I was in the wrong. So the story goes, I was walking out of McDonald's. With, I love a McDonald's coffee, a black McDonald's coffee. I love it. So anyway, I walk into the store because the drive through lineup was huge. And I quickly go in, get my coffee, walk out, and I am just on my phone texting. I don't know who, but anyway, kind of looking at something. And I'm walking through the parking lot because you have to walk through the parking lot. There's nowhere else you could go. And I'm going through this open space. And I'm not walking slow. I never walk slow. Walking slow, I hate. But anyway, this guy, I guess, he was an Uber Eats driver. And he wanted to park in the spot that I was walking through. Which if he waited 10 seconds at most, I'd be through. And he yells, he rolls down the window and yells at me. He says, hey, lift your head. And he said something like, watch where you're going. This is an open spot. You can't walk through open spots. And I'm going, what is this guy talking about? 
you know slow walkers and you want to yell at them but obviously you don't because it's ridiculous and asinine to do so so anyway I guess he thought because I was young I wasn't gonna say anything to him but I turn around and I say what in the world are you talking about man I said watch where you're going well I don't know why I would say watch where you're going but it, that's the first thing that came into my head and I said buddy I think I told them to shove it or something like that. Something maybe I can't say in the air. But he turns to me and he barks back at me. And I I had to contain myself because I don't snap easy, but when you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. Anyway, I just thought I should ask the question is who's in the wrong here? I don't think I am. I think it's this guy. But maybe he's got some sort of point. Watch where you're going or you're getting hit by a car. I don't know. I knew where I was going. Anyway, that's all we got for today. This is Big Wave Podcast. I'm Rona Weir. Until next time, we'll chat then. I'm going to Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. I'm going to Graceland. Poor boys and pilgrims with families, and we are going to Graceland. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. I'm Cody Smith, and these are your Riot Radio news headlines. One person has been airlifted to the hospital after a free vehicle collision forced the closure of Highway 401 in Whitby this morning. The collision occurred in the westbound lanes approaching Brock Street, with both lanes closed off to allow for an orange helicopter to land. Whitby OPP are asking any witnesses to come forward by contacting them at 905-668-3388. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau issued an apology yesterday regarding him traveling on Canada's first-ever National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Trudeau strictly admitted that his traveling was a mistake, despite the trip to Tofino seemingly being a vacation. Trudeau's initial public itinerary had shown he was in private meetings on the first National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, and later this was updated to reflect his true location. The Toronto Zoo has announced one of their orangutans is pregnant. 29-year-old Sakali and 15-year-old Booty were paired together in February, and the pregnancy was confirmed in August. This is the first orangutan pregnancy to take place at the zoo in 15 years. The zoo expects the endangered species' birth to take place sometime in April. The Toronto Raptors once again face the Philadelphia 76ers in preseason action tonight, this time on the road. The Sixers are expected to play both Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, who missed the team's first preseason game, while Gary Jr. is hopeful for Toronto. The game starts at 7 p.m. Eastern on TSN2. The MLB postseason continues as matches in both the American League Division Series get underway, with the Houston Astros taking on the Chicago White Sox at 4 p.m. Eastern, 
while the Boston Red Sox challenge the Tampa Bay Rays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Both games can be found on Sportsnet and Sportsnet Now. It is Thursday, October 7th, 2021, and currently a cloudy 20 degrees. The temperature is expected to drop down to 16 tonight, and we're looking at a high of 19 for tomorrow. I'm Cody Smith, and you're listening to Riot Radio. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. Hey folks, I'm Cody Smith, and coming up on Cody's Curiosities, we'll be going over a local event taking place tomorrow that will allow you to grow your own mushrooms, some talk regarding the Raptors' first preseason game, and lastly, we're going to go over Carey Price's choice to voluntarily enter the NHL's player assistant program. That's all coming up soon here on Cody's Curiosities. This is Cody Curiosities. Once again, I'm your host, Cody Smith. And as always, we start off with our DC Focus for the week. And this week I felt like touching on something happening in our local community. Over nearby Bowmanville, the Visual Arts Center of Clarington is hosting its next iteration of their ongoing Lost Space project called Public Space. They're inviting the public to come by and learn how to grow your own mushrooms using household items as well as setting up an incubator for oyster mushrooms in the loft. This takes place once again at the Visual Arts Center of Clarington, 143 Simpson Avenue in Bowmanville, tomorrow from 7 to 8.30 p.m. That has been your DC Focus for the week, here on Cody's Curiosities. And now we jump into our usual sports segments. And the Raptors preseason kicked off on Monday. And what can't I say about this team? Sure, it's preseason and the Sixers weren't playing their best guys. But this core looked real fun out there. You saw most of the players click after the team fell behind early. And it's fascinating to see how many guys are gunning for those final spots in the rotation. Yuta Watanabe looked good as always. Justin Champagne surprised me for an undrafted rookie. Delano Banton looked like a possible draft steal out there. Even Steve Mikhailyuk was impressing me with his cuts and passes. Like, I did not expect that out of him. I'm excited to see what they do tonight, especially with Joel Embiid playing, as this club lacks size with Kim Birch being out right now, because, well, he hadn't gotten his vaccinations at the moment. And let's hope we see some more from Malachi Flynn as he really didn't get a lot of minutes last game, and he's expected to be the true backup point guard off the bench, more than likely, depending on circumstances and what we're going to do with Goran Dragic. So, 
really excited to see what comes out of the Raptors in the next little bit. And lastly, I wanted to touch on some breaking news here. A few hours ago, the NHLPA announced that Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price has chosen to take a leave of absence and enter the NHL's player assistance program. Now, I'm a neutral hockey fan, and seeing that run Carey went on as the Habs made it to the Stanley Cup Final was absolutely incredible. I don't know what's going on right now for him be it mental health or substance abuse, but here's hoping that Carey gets the help that he needs and that he'll be back very soon for the Montreal Canadiens, stopping everything in sight and performing at the Vesna level that I know and have fans know he's capable of. This has been Cody's Curiosity, and you're listening to Riot Radio. This is Riot Radio News. I'm Parker Quinn, and these are your Riot Radio News headlines. After an incident involving a large ship, the Oshawa Pier at Lakeview Park will reopen this weekend. On September 25th, pictures on social media showed the ship's nose over the pier and a twisted guardrail. According to the city and the Hamilton-Oshawa Port Authority, the vessel brushed the structure's side. The pier was shut down temporarily for public safety reasons, but repairs are currently underway, and it is scheduled to reopen on Saturday. An Oshawa couple is planning a trip to Europe after winning $100,000 in the Lotto Max draw on September 7th by matching six of the seven encore numbers in exact order. Jane and Michael Desson, retired parents and grandparents, said they play the lottery on a monthly basis, but don't always include encore. After the draw, Jane was the one who discovered the victory. They intend to use some of their winnings to fund a trip to Europe. The winning ticket was purchased at Shoppers Drug Mart in Curtis, which is located on Highway 2. In sports, the coaching staff of the Toronto Blue Jays is staying put. During his end-of-season statements on Wednesday, General Manager Ross Atkins reaffirmed that manager Charlie Montoyo and the rest of his staff will be back in 2022. Montoyo just finished his third season as manager of the Blue Jays, with the team finishing fourth in the American League East with a 91-71 record. The squad was one game behind both the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees for a wildcard place. Montoyo is a nominee for AL Manager of the Year in 2020 with a 190-194 record in three seasons as Blue Jays manager. Right radio weather, mainly cloudy this afternoon with a high of 23 and partly cloudy tonight with a low of 17. Tomorrow is going to be cloudy with a high of 20 during the day and showers with a low of 15 at night. And on Saturday, showers with a high of 20 during the day and cloudy with a low of 12 at night. It is currently plus 17. For Right Radio News, I'm Parker Quinn. Hey, welcome to Talking Movies with Parker Quinn. I'm your host, Parker Quinn, and on today's show, we are going to be discussing the next James Bond film, No Time to Die, which is expected to be the first $100 million opening since 2019, as well as the possibility of a sequel to Joker. But first, if you like live theater, well, you're in luck, because live entertainment is returning to Scugog stages starting October 14th, when Theater on the Ridge will present a trio of shows. More on that in just a few seconds. All that and more coming up today on Talking Movies with Parker Quinn on Riot Radio. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. This week on DC Focus, the Port Perry Snapshots Short Play Festival will take place at the Anglican Church of the Ascension in Port Perry, located at 266 North Street from October 14th to 16th. 
The 150th anniversary of Port Perry will be commemorated with a set of six new short plays based on images collected by local visual artist Carol Masayama of Port Perry. Theater on the Ridge had called for writers to write an original 10 to 40 minute play based on three of Masayama's paintings earlier in 2021. Each night at 7.30 p.m., live stage readings of all six new plays will begin. Theater on the Ridge will present its first read club on October 28th at the Skugog Arts Space, starting at 7.30 p.m. Every month, actors, audience members, production artists, and playgoers are encouraged to sit in, participate, or simply listen as artistic director Carrie Nicholson and company guests read a different play script. Advanced registration is encouraged, as is a $5 donation to help the cost of materials and refreshments. The performances on October 14th to 16th and October 28th will be held indoors, with all provincial and regionally mandated COVID-19 restrictions and protocols in place, including masks and confirmation of double vaccination. Tickets are $25 per person and may only be purchased online. There are a limited number of spots available and all COVID limits and regulations specified by provincial and regional governments will be in effect. Visit theateronthebridge.ca for complete event information, ticket purchases, and registration. That's DC Focus on Riot Radio. Stay tuned and we'll be discussing the box office potential behind the next James Bond film, No Time to Die. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Welcome back to Talking Movies with Parker Quinn. This is Parker Quinn here today wishing you a happy Thursday. Tomorrow sees the return of one of the most iconic characters in pop culture media on the big screen. James Bond returns for the 25th installment in the 50-plus year film franchise with No Time to Die. With the release of Venom, Let There Be Carnage opening at $90 million last weekend and breaking pandemic-era records for the box office, as well as being the second biggest opening for an October release in history behind Joker, which we will be talking about later on in the show, there are many people in the box office industry tracking the possibility of No Time to Die to make $100 million on its opening weekend. Now, just to let you know that just because it is tracking $100 million doesn't necessarily mean it will. But there are a couple of things to consider here. The first of these is that, should the film succeed in reaching $100 million, it will not only surpass both Joker and Venom Let There Be Carnage as the biggest opening October release in history, it will also become the number one biggest opening weekend for a Bond film in history. That record is currently being held domestically by Skyfall back in 2012 with an opening weekend of $88 million. And that movie grossed over a billion dollars during its time in the theater. Now, there is one question to consider about this. What are the chances for Daniel Craig's final outing as James Bond to make that much money in its opening weekend? I believe that this film will make a ton of money on its opening weekend, but do I believe this could break the records as I previously stated? Yes, I do. I believe that this film will break these records because there is definitely huge anticipation and enthusiasm behind this film. And it is not only because of the fact that this film is Daniel Craig's final outing as Bond, but because of this pandemic, this film has been delayed three times. Fans of this franchise, myself included, have been waiting patiently for this movie. And the way the film has been marketed, it seems as if this movie will be delivering something that movie-going audiences have been craving for so long. Having said that, it's not a sure thing because with its 163-minute runtime, this makes No Time to Die the longest Bond film in the franchise, and some moviegoers might not like the, the movie to be that long. 
but I do believe that many audiences will ignore the runtime because with the, the pandemic year that we're having, I'm sure many people will be excited to return to the movie theater and watch a movie on the big screen once again. No Time to Die will be released Friday, October 8th. Stick around as we get into our second story on Joker. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. So just a couple of days ago, during an interview, Joaquin Phoenix hinted at the idea for a sequel to his 2019 masterpiece, Joker. Since the film's release, the director of the film, Todd Phillips, has hinted at the possibility to do another, and on top of that, Joaquin Phoenix, who is known for not doing franchise films, has also had the idea to return. Now, to do a sequel to this film does make sense, because not only was this film nominated for Best Picture in the year it came out, but Todd Phillips was nominated for Best Director, and Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor in a Leading Role. And if that's not enough, it is currently the highest grossing R-rated film in history and the only one to reach over a billion dollars at the box office. So with all that considered, a sequel seems like a no-brainer. The interesting part here is that when the first film was released, it was intended to be a standalone film without having a sequel. What also makes the story interesting is that Phoenix is known for picking projects that will not become franchises. So to hear him say that the possibility for a sequel to happen is very interesting. And I'm sure that should he do a sequel, he will be very picky over the script and would want it to be similar to The Godfather Part 2. A part of me is torn over the idea to do another film only because we live in a world where just about every movie needs to have a sequel. And I kind of wish we just had one standalone film. But what do I know? Seriously. Should this happen, it might actually work out and be just as good, if not better, than its predecessor. I know Joker was not for everyone, but for any movie fans out there who have not had the chance to see it yet, I would highly suggest it to you, because I have the belief that this film is a masterpiece. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening. See you next week on Talking Movies with Parker Quinn on Riot Radio. I'm Parker Quinn. Good night and good news. This is Riot Radio News. I'm Carter Lusty making news this hour. Ontario's reported 476 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday. The Ontario Chief Minister of Health is set to release a guidance for Thanksgiving and Halloween to ensure a healthy holiday for families. Dr. Karen Moore recommended that if families have a mix of unvaccinated and fully vaccinated people, they should consider wearing masks inside to protect the people at risk. Halloween guidance has not been released yet, and we wait to see if Ontario wants to let their kids go for Halloween. An Ontario woman who brought her car in to get a warning light, when she came back, she had $7,300 worth of damage done to it. It was caused by a mechanic who was test driving the car. Megan Smith, the owner of the vehicle, was told by the manager that it is not the store's fault and she had to go use her own auto insurance to get the car fixed, and one nothing to do with Megan. The Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council stated that the consumer's insurance would be responsible for covering the damage in this situation, given the vehicle is the consumer's property. Megan Smith stated that the consumer's insurance would be responsible for covering the damage in this situation, given the vehicle is consumer's property. In sports, the Los Angeles Dodgers took on the St. Louis Cardinals last night for the NL wildcard game. In the bottom of the ninth, Dodgers' Chris Taylor hit a walk-off home run to send the Dodgers to face the San Francisco Giants. 
The Toronto Argonauts beat the Ottawa Red Blacks last night, a score of 35 to 19. Toronto has proved, improved its record to 5 and 3. Montreal Canadiens goaltender Care Price has voluntarily joined the NHL Players Assistant Program. While him being out with off-season surgery and non-COVID-like illnesses, Price will miss the start of the season when the NHL returns on October 12th. Riot Radio weather. Currently a mix of sun and cloud tonight, a high of 17, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow, a high of 19, mainly cloudy in the morning. At night, a high of 15, cloudy with clear breaks. Saturday, eight, high of 18 with light rain. And at night, light rain with a high of 16. It is currently 20 degrees out. For Riot Radio News, I'm Carter Lusky. Hey, welcome back to Bases Loaded. I'm your host, Carter Lusty. With the Major League Baseball playoffs going on right now, I've been really thinking, you know, who's going to win the World Series? There's so many teams that can win the World Series. And so I've decided that I'm going to be predicting the MLB playoffs and who will win the illustrious World Series ring coming up after this. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. Welcome back to DC Focus. Tribute Community Center will be keeping its name on Oshawa's downtown Aretha for further than five years after agreeing to an extension on its original 10-year agreement signed in 2016. The city and Chimut communities announced a deal on Monday, October 4th, cementing the name of the arena to at least 2031. The deal is worth $1.25 million to Oshawa taxpayers. The Chimut Community Center placed 250000 annually to purchasing the naming rights for the arena. The annual price paid for the extension is the same as annual free paid to the city on the original 10-year deal signed in 2016. The home of the Oshawa generals in the OHL, the Tribute Community Center is ranked 10th in Canada and 188th in the world for ticket sales by Polestar Magazine in 2019. Mid-year worldwide ticket sales top 200 arena venue charts. It has hosted Elton John, Celise de Sion, Bob Dalen in the Tragically Hip, Selena Gomez, the National Grand Slam of Curling, and many other events over the past 15 years. Oshawa Mayor Don Carter stated that we are excited to continue to see the Tribute Community Center welcome world-class performers and athletes to our great city. We continue to be honored about our partnership with the City of Oshawa and award-winning Tribute Community Center. We look forward to the upcoming events and Oshawa General Games, said Stephen LaField, Chief Executive Officer of the Tribute Communities. That's all for DC Focus. Now, up next, talking about the baseball playoffs. You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Welcome back to Bases Loaded on this Thursday afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the MLB postseason and who I think is going to win and going series by series and choosing my winners and a reasoning why. With the Boston Red Sox being the New York Yankees, 
I'm going to start off with the Red Sox versus Tampa Bay Rays. Now, the Rays are a really surprising team, I see. You know, I didn't think they'd be this good with the 100-wood season they had. But, you know, you never know until you see. So, for that series, I think the Tampa Bay Rays will win in four games due to their amazing hitting. You know, Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, all those great hitters on Tampa Bay. And I think the Boston Red Sox, they do have a good team. But I just think they're going to be slow at the race and everything. Their pitchings have been recently with their ace, Chris Sale, just coming back from Tommy John surgery. So I think the Rays will win in four. With the Houston Astros facing off against the Chicago White Sox, both really good teams and both young and upcoming. More like the White Sox more up and coming. For me, I think the White Sox are going to win in five. So in a Game 7 situation in the ALDS. I just think the White Sox have an amazing pitching staff. Amazing young hitters. You know, you got... Luis Robert, Eloy, Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada, Yasmani Grandal. The Houston Astros, they do have a good team. I'm surprised that they finished this high just due to their pitching is, isn't the greatest. You know, they're missing Justin Verlander, their ace, who's out with Tommy John surgery. So I think we'll see a Rays versus White Sox. Moving over to the NL, the Dodgers won in a thriller last night against the St. Louis Cardinals. And it will be the Dodgers versus the Giants. I think that the Los Angeles Dodgers will win in three games. The Giants did have the best record in baseball. But I just don't think they're ready right now. I know they had the best record. But it's just surprising to see that. So I think the Dodgers will win in three. With that stacked pitching lineup. And that stacked hitting. Moving on to the Braves versus Brewers. I think the Brewers will get a clean sweep as well. Going 3-0 against the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves... I'm surprised they made it here, dude. They were in a weak division this year. But their pitching staff isn't the greatest. Their two best pitchers are both out for the season. And their hitting is decent right now with Ronald Acuna also being out. The Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff which with Brandon Woodruff and Carbon Burns have both been lights out. Moving on to be a Cy Young candidates, both of them. Corbin Burns have an historical season. So I do think the Brewers will win in three games. Back on to the ALCS, we have the Rays versus the White Sox. Both really young teams that were not very good a couple years ago. But I think this will be a battle for the ages. I think we'll go to seven games with the White Sox coming on top. With the White Sox pitching staff, as I said, it is amazing. And their hitting is just amazing. Really good team on getting on base. I just don't think the Rays are quite ready yet. Even though they did make it last year in a shortened season. I just see it as a different team. You know, they're missing their ace and everything. Moving back over, we have the Dodgers versus Brewers. I have the Brewers winning in six. With their pitching staff, I think they can really shut down the Los Angeles Dodgers hitting, which will really make it good. And their hitters will back it all up and score as many runs. Moving to the World Series, we have the White Sox versus Milwaukee Brewers. And I have the Chicago White Sox coming out in six games. You know, as I said earlier, the White Sox are just an amazing team. Like one of the most underrated teams in the league against a really surprising team in the Brewers. I just think they have the better hitting and really good pitching to match both. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, ago, campus information, thinking, and you know, informative talk right here on Riot Radio. Just, you know, right now, what's doing bits on the charts you know what's going high what's high what's low so i decided to look at the top 10 and try to see if i could rank them on how i like them personally you know all opinions do matter 
So at number 10, I have Fancy Like Walker Hairs. I've never heard of that guy, to be honest. But, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a banger. At number 9, I got Levitated by Dua Lipa and DaBaby. Um, I think it's a really good song. I think it's a good song, personally. I like the DaBaby part, you know, Dua Lipa. He's fire. Her music is just amazing. At number 8, I have Kiss Me More with Doja Cat and SZA. I actually really like SZA. I think she's a great artist. I don't really listen to Doja Cat, but I just think SZA is just amazing on that song. At number 7, I have Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. It's a pretty good song. I don't really listen to her that much, but if I do, I listen to Good For You. I think it's a really good song. At number 6, I have Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Every time I'm driving home, I just hear that playing on, if I don't have the aux song, which is, you know, it's not a bad song. I actually do really enjoy it. At number 5, I have My Universe by Coldplay and BTS. I do like Coldplay, like, I don't really listen to Coldplay and BTS, but I found myself actually really liking the song, how the beat was going and everything. At number 4, I have Knife Talk by Drake, 21 Savage, and Project Pat. I think this is a really good song off the Certified Lover Boy album. You know, 21 Savage, the beginning of it was just amazing. I think it's got a really good beat and everything. Number 3, I got Way Too Sexy by Certified Lover Boy himself, Drake, again, featuring Young Thug and Future. I think the beat's really nice. It's a really catchy song. You know, it gets stuck in your head when I listen to it. It really just gets stuck in my head, and I just want to say it. At number two, I have Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. This song is amazing. It's a very melodic song, a melodic trap song, which I really like. And, you know, Lil Nas X, whatever he is, but he's just a fire artist. He makes amazing music. And adding Jack Harlow on that feature is just amazing. And at number one, I stay by The Kid Roy and Justin Bieber. I love the kid Leroy and justin bieber i think they're really good artists and this song just it's really catchy it's got that old like 90s vibe with the beat and the piano i just think it's really good and that is it thank you for listening to bases loaded hope everyone has an amazing week and stay safe this is riot radio news i'm justin atkins and these are your riot radio news headlines A 15-year-old boy has been charged following a stabbing at a North York high school. A video surfaced of two teenagers looking to be engaged in a fight. Shortly after a screaming match, one student stabbed another before shouting in an intimidating tone. The student stabbed was thankfully able to make it a hospital in stable condition. Elsewhere, Durham Region is reporting 43 new cases of COVID-19. No new deaths are being reported, keeping the toll at 387. Durham currently has 149 cases of COVID, with 145 of them isolating in their homes, with four being in hospital. This weekend, many students had a blast at McMaster University's homecoming. Various influencers pulled up and interacted with the thousands of students there who were gathered in various houses and streets, partying their lives out. However, it was not all smooth sailing, as a group of students flipped a person's car, causing major damage. Seven students have been arrested as police were able to find them thanks to various videos online. A GoFundMe account has been set up for the owner of the car. In sports, Blue Jays fans have something to lift their heads about going into the offseason. After missing the playoffs by only one game, many fans were left disappointed because of how great the team had played in the second half of the season. Star player Marcus Simeon, who is a fan favorite, talked to the press and reassured he did want to commit to the team. When asked if he wanted to say, Simeon said, quote, Yeah, of course. We have the best offense in the major league and in my mind, the best pitching. 
Simeon finished last season with 45 home runs and 102 RBIs in a truly MVP caliber season. The Jays will be looking to lock up their star second baseman this upcoming offseason. Now for Riot Radio weather, and today we could expect a cloudy day with a temperature of 19 degrees. Tonight we could expect it to drop a couple as we are set for a temperature of 17 degrees. We could expect more of the same tomorrow as on Friday it is supposed to be 19 and cloudy once again. This weekend we could expect some showers as it is supposed to rain on both Saturday and Sunday so your Thanksgiving weekend might be a little damp. It is currently sunny and 16 degrees. For Rye Radio, my name is Justin Atkins. Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. A Pickering woman has won $59,000 thanks to Poker Lotto All In. Diane B. of Pickering was ecstatic as she won the jackpot saying, quote, I asked for Poker Lotto All In and then can't really remember what happened after the clerk told me I had won big. Diane already has a plan in motion for what she's going to do with the winnings, saying, quote, I want to go to Europe and maybe visit Italy or Sweden. It got me thinking, what are the best places to travel in Europe? Well, for starters, I think me and the rest of my football fans here at Durham College will probably say England, Spain, Germany, France, and Italy are all great shouts because that's where the top football teams play. Iconic stadiums such as Manchester United's Old Trafford or Bayern Munich's Allianz Arena are dream destinations for any football fan. Other places like the Netherlands or Greece offer great tourist attractions such as the Van Gogh Museum or the ancient Orgara of Athens. If I ever went to Europe, a top destination of mine is the Cristiano Ronaldo Museum in Madeira, Portugal. Ronaldo is one of my idols, so to visit his museum in his homeland would mean a lot to me, and it would be a huge honor. Diane was able to share this great moment with her mother as she was waiting for her in the car. After learning that she had won, she told her mom, quote, Come into the store because I had won $59,000. Stories like this are things you'd love to see. Diane said that she's going to put all her money aside and wait before she travels, and I'm sure it'll be well worth the wait. Welcome back to the ASAP Experience. My name is Justin Atkins. Today we're going to talk about that trade that my New England Patriots made yesterday. But first, let's talk all about that classic of an NL wildcard game between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Last night, we were treated to an absolute gem of a game as these two NL powerhouses squared off for a chance in the 2021 MLB postseason. Let's flash back to the regular season. Firstly, the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, LA Dodgers, had an impressive season, finishing with a record of 106 and 56. However, their division rivals, the San Francisco Giants, were able to outlast the Dodgers, finishing 107 and 55 to secure the NL West over the defending champions. To the Cardinals, and they had a historic path to the wildcard game as they had won 17 straight games in the month of September to secure their place in the wildcard. 
both teams sent out their veteran aces, with the Dodgers fielding out Max Scherzer and the Cardinals sending out Adam Wainwright. The Cards were able to get on the board early, as Max Scherzer delivered a wild pitch which allowed second baseman Tommy Edmond to run in and score. Max was rattled early, and because of that, was struggling to command his pitches as he walked multiple batters in the first couple innings. The Cardinals were flashing the leather, as Wainwright and Edmund both made highlight reel plays to keep the Dodgers off the board early. The Dodgers' bats were getting shut down by Wainwright, and the 40-year-old didn't look like he missed a beat from his yesteryears. LA would start to get to the veteran, as with one out in the third, Corey Seager stepped up to the plate with the bases loaded. However, the former World Series MVP was unable to beat Wainwright, as he grounded out to an inning-ending double play. The Dodgers would finally get to Wainwright in the fourth inning, however, thanks to a solo home run by Justin Turner. This made Dodger Stadium erupt. Scherzer's night would come to an end in the fifth inning after giving up a walk and a hit with just one out. He was not pleased with Dodgers manager Dave Roberts, who would send out Joe Kelly to finish out the inning. Kelly delivered, as he got a pop-out and a strikeout to escape the jam. The second half of the game belonged to the pitchers. Various pitches for both teams would shut out the opposing batters as we were left scoreless. There were some great plays too, as in the top and bottom half of the 8th inning we saw both teams make great plays. First, it was Dodgers left fielder Chris Taylor who made a diving effort to deny Edmundo Souza of an extra base hit. Then, in the bottom half, Paul DeYoung made a leaping effort to send the game into the ninth inning. The Dodgers had brought in their star closer Kenley Jansen to close out the cards, and he did just that. He would strike out three batters, sending the game to the bottom of the ninth. With the man on base, up stepped outfielder Chris Taylor. Taylor made a phenomenal play on defense just an inning prior, but that wouldn't be the only mark he would leave on the game. On a 2-1 pitch, Taylor would launch a two-run bomb to left field, walking it off giving the Dodgers a spot in the NLDS. The fans went crazy, as this game became an instant classic. As a baseball fan, this game made me so happy and excited, and now we get to see the Dodgers and the Giants in the playoffs for the first time ever. When we get back, we're going to dive into that trade that is sending former Defensive Player of the Year to an upcoming team in the NFL. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. Yesterday, the New England Patriots were in the news once again, but this time for a reason that has left the NFL world stunned. The Patriots had announced that they were cutting ties with their all-pro cornerback, Stephon Gilmore, as they have shipped him to the Carolina Panthers for a six-round draft pick. This has left many Patriots fans, including myself, very upset with the team, as Gilmore is easily our best player, so this move has left a lot confused. Gilmore played for the Pats from 2017 to 2021, winning one Super Bowl to go along with one Defensive Player of the Year and three Pro Bowl selections. The lockdown corner had not played a game with the team this season, as he was recovering from an injury which would see him sidelined till week six. The team and player had been working on a new contract, as rightfully so, because Gilly deserved to get his bag. The Patriots had splashed the cash at free agents this offseason, as they spent the most money by any team in the league. Notable additions such as Jalen Mills and Matt Judon had boosted the Patriots' defense, 
who with Gilmore could easily be top five in the league. New England head coach Bill Belichick released a statement saying, quote, I'm grateful to Stefan Gilmore for his significant contributions to our team. The legendary coach is also the GM of the team and has once again made a decision that has left Patriots fans scratching their heads. Flashback a couple of years and BB had traded star tight end Rob Gronkowski to the Detroit Lions following their sixth Super Bowl win. Now the tight end did retire causing the deal to follow through but this was still a deal that was being pushed by Bill. And just a year ago he forced out the GOAT Tom Brady from New England who would then win another Super Bowl on his own alongside Gronk in Tampa. Many Patriots legends such as the two I just named and others such as Randy Moss, Wes Welker and Drew Bledsoe all had ugly endings with the team. So this is just another example of BB making bad decisions for the Patriots. Despite bringing in 6 Super Bowls in the last 20 years, many fans have questioned Belichick's ability to run the team based on his recent decisions and this one won't help his case. The Patriots currently sit at 1-3 which is 3rd in the AFC East. They have never had a back-to-back -back losing seasons in the Belichick era, so Pats fans will need to buckle up for the long season ahead. As a lifelong Patriots fan, I would just like to say thank you to Stephon Gilmore for 4 great years of service. He's easily one of the greatest defensive players to ever suit up a Patriots uniform. He now joins the refreshed Carolina Panthers, who started off the season 3-1 under new quarterback Sam Darnold. Like I said earlier, the Patriots have a long season ahead, and Bill Belichick has all the eyes on him. And that's going to do it for me today. Thank you to everyone who made it this far, and thank you so much for listening. My name is Justin Atkins, and see you next week on the next episode of the ASAP Experience, right here on Riot Radio. You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College.
You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College.